Hey, what's good, people? This is Real Talk with Joshua McCammon. And yeah, this is episode number four, actually, part four to the series, How Is a Person Saved? And yeah, I'm so gassed today, you know, I've got my fiance with me on the call. Wanna say hi to the people? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, this is Jade, okay? And <laughs> honestly, yeah, it's just exciting to be on this recording now because we're gonna actually, we're gonna actually wrap up this series now with this recording. And it's quite interesting because as well as I've been doing these episodes on how's a person saved, um, also you've been doing your own thing, isn't it, on your channel? I have, yeah, Words of Wisdom by Jade Grant. And my latest message that I've done as well is Grace Not Works. So it's pretty similar to this uh, episode here as well. All right, all right, that's what I'm saying. You know, we're just trying to share the light on the gospel of Jesus Christ and, you know, hoping that whoever hears it will just take time to think about it, right? And just consider these things. I mean, okay, we're going to get straight into it now because you people have come for real talk and that's what you're going to get, right? I'm going to go to the book of Romans, chapter 3, to start off, okay? And I have shared this scripture in previous episodes, but I really want to break it down a bit more to just address the issue of um, pride that we can sometimes have in our lives. So it reads from verse 23, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it reads, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Now, if I even just stop right there, like, it just goes to show there is no distinction between persons. Everyone has done some kind of sin. I mean, let me ask you a question, right? Have you ever told a lie before? That will make you a liar, you know? And by the way, these questions apply to me as well. I'm just spitting that out there. Have, <laughs> we, have we ever, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> have we ever, you know, taken something before? You know, that will make us a thief. Have you ever held anger or resentment in our hearts towards somebody else that's literally murder according to god's standards so literally we've all seen them falling short of god's glorious standards now i mean what do you think about that as well what's your take on that yeah i 100 percent agree like even um in my own message i was saying that sin is not just you know the major stuff it's not just the major stuff like you know murder and manslaughter sin is literally like harboring hatred in your heart towards somebody it's literally like what um you said stealing all that kind of stuff sin is sin regardless of how big or small exactly exactly because it's not about man's standards it's about compared to a holy righteous you know a good god a good judge we can never meet his standards so therefore we all fall in short and that's why we all need saving we, we can't save ourselves right and I really want to stress this point to anybody who has maybe been in church their whole lives. Mm. I think they're fine. But if you're trying to save yourself by being good, you're missing the point of the gospel, you know? Yeah. I'm going to really quickly finish off um, with the next verse, which is verse 24. And it reads, Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. And I want to just pinpoint a few words here, right? Like the word grace. Breaking it down once again, it means unmerited mercy. Unmerited means we never earned it. And mercy means where we should be punished, we are shown compassion and forgiveness instead, right? And it says freely. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Freely. Yeah. If something's free, we don't pay for it. We don't earn Literally. it. Literally. You know? 
Exactly. So yeah, I just wanted to make that point that it's, it's a free gift of grace. Uh, you exactly. Know? I was gonna make that point as well. Like a gift, like when you're giving it to somebody, that person doesn't pay for it. They're not necessarily even expecting it. It's a free gift of salvation. The most that we can do is just receive it. That's all God is asking you to do. Exactly. I mean, let's be real. Like sometimes it sounds too easy. In it? A bit too easy, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like we have to do something. Yeah. But, like, the way I see it as well, and I used to think that way myself, I'll be real, like, I used to think that I had to, you know, be good to be right with God. Yeah. But that's not what the Bible is saying, that's not what the Gospel says, right? Because it's like, to rely on our own strength, what about the times when we have a weakness? What about the times when we fall short, right? Mm. We need someone who is so perfect that even in the midst of our failures, he's covered for that. Exactly. It's true, 100%. It's like, you know, the difference between um, God's grace and you trying to do works in order to save yourself. Because like what you said, when we fall short, when we mess up, when we sin... Like, how can we honestly save ourselves from that? That's where God's grace comes into it. That's where God's grace will save you. Amen. 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 It's all grace, guys. Literally, like... It's all grace. (laughs) And it's kind of like... It's... That's where he says, my my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Mm. Right? Yeah. Or did I say it the other way around? Yeah. No, I think you said it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, literally, like, it's... It's not a thing of, you know, God isn't looking for people to, you know, beat themselves down in -hmm. trying to live perfect lives in order to be saved. He's finished the work on the cross, Mm. but it's for people to actually understand that and to kind of let go of the pride. That's the biggest thing, really. It's the biggest thing because when we think we can do it for ourselves, what we're actually trying to do is... We're trying to be prideful right there. We're holding on to self-righteousness. But it's not good enough to actually wipe the the debt clean on our on our records. We needed the blood of Christ to wipe the debt clean. And that's why we will actually have joy in mm. Christ. Because it's like, wow, exactly. he's done that for me, you know? Like, exactly. Even to add to that, um, 100% I agree. And even to add to that, like, that's where the holy spirit comes in as well because you know the fruits of the spirit is love joy peace all these things um so you know when you are accepting god's grace that's where the holy spirit will give you peace and reassurance amen amen just that that tranquility that serenity you know it's amazing um yeah you had a verse as well you wanted to touch up on i do so my verse is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, which says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And that's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And that right there, that's only just a part of 
an entire part of the Bible. So even in that in itself is a whole. Like what? What can you say other than that? Yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes to the issue of boasting, right? Yeah. It's like that's what it comes down to. Where if we're not relying on God's grace, if we are thinking we can save ourselves, that's when people would be boasting about it, right? Like, oh, I've done this, and I've done that. It's like it says in the Bible. It says that our good works are like filthy rags. So there's nothing that I can bring to God that is worthy enough to save myself. Exactly. And the act of boasting is just, it's kind of, it kind of puts me in a place where I'm expecting God to be in, you know, in debt towards me because now he owes me something because I've done this for you and I've done that for you. And how can we ever, you know, even dare to imagine to place God in our own debts? Mm -hmm. You know, this is the judge of the universe. This is, the creator how can he owe us anything how can we boast to him exactly even with the um even the fact that it's our good works is refer is um you know referred to filthy rags mm-hmm. yeah like even that in itself to be compared to filthy rags yeah it's mad <laughs> it's crazy that that should humble anybody that humbles me literally yeah honestly it's crazy. So, okay, we we've discussed those verses, right? Yeah, we've we've spoken about the actual, the reality that we can't save ourselves. Okay. Mhm. So, I guess my question would be now, what does that mean for somebody who has been in church their whole lives, for example? What does that mean for the person who thought they were saved, or? was maybe unsure that they were saved? What does it mean for the person who was trying to live a good life to be saved? We've, we've said the verses, but mm. practically, what steps could be taken? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, for me, I'd say practically, the best thing to do is pray. The best thing to do is literally seek God in that particular aspect um, in order to find your answer. Like, God already knows what's going to happen before it happens. He knows the situations that's going to happen before it happens. Um, So the best thing to do is pray and read the Bible, read God's word. It's literally, this is what it's there for. It has answers, it has instructions, you know, it has guidance, all these kind of things. So, you know, there is no excuse to not have your answer when, you, you know, God's word is there. Amen. Amen. Because sometimes we feel like we have to find the answers in... Sometimes we even try to focus too much on emotional experiences. So, for example, mm. you know, people think that because they have an emotional experience during worship, you know, when the lights are dimmed, there are certain, you know, um, different colours flashing around, you know, and there's rifts. The, the worship team is doing all these different rifts and we feel all the emotions of worship. Mm-hmm. Like... We can't rely on feelings when it comes to our salvation. Do you see what I'm saying? We need to actually understand what happened. And I feel like for me, what I would say to anyone who may be unsure of their salvation, God hasn't called us to be unsure. You know, he hasn't called us to be unsure of salvation. He's called us to actually be real 
and he's called us to actually just embrace the fact that we are not perfect you know we can't play church life is too short mm. we can't just you know go to a sunday service and put on our smiling faces right and yeah. be on our best behavior be all polite you know and think that performing or having a mask on is enough to be right in that situation we need to actually understand what christ done for us on the cross so as you said to read the bible mm. actually read what happened exactly. the fact that christ died for sinners and actually think about what that means for us and then practically we need to repent this was a big one for me like i didn't understand this in its totality we need to repent repent means to turn away from the sins mm -hmm. it's not enough to just be sad about making mistakes Repenting means to actually change, to turn away from those mistakes, to turn away from those sins. And there's... Okay, even with that, right? Turning away from sin doesn't save us, but it's a necessary step to turn towards Christ. Exactly. And when we can actually turn away from our sin and turn towards Christ, we can then see clearly that He is our Saviour and it's only by His grace we are saved, by what He done on the cross. Mm. And that's at the point when somebody would receive him as Lord and Saviour. And when we die, like, the confidence before God is not that we have done good things to be saved, but it's because of what Christ done for us on the cross. Mm. And that's the only thing that we have in our hearts as our hope for salvation. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And I would say as well that, you know, um, there is nothing that we can do in order to save ourselves. Like, like what you referred to with going to church, it doesn't really obviously we cannot you know forsake the assembling of the people you know like-minded believers need to come together in order to encourage and you know what i'm saying strengthen each other and that stuff but a lot of people go to church and they are still empty-headed they still have no clue how to be saved what it means to be saved um and that's quite frightening that's quite scary and that's literally spreading like wildfire in the body of christ there are so many people who don't know how to be saved and how important it is to be saved and it's only by you know god's grace and the sacrifice of christ why you know it's important to be saved mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's honestly the most important decision one could ever make in their lives because yeah let's be real <laughs> you know i used to chase <laughs> this is real talk <laughs> this is real talk like Honestly, like, chasing earthly things, right? Yeah, we need to get money, it's true, we need to live, but money can't save us. Mm. Yeah, we should be ambitious, we should, you know, strive to achieve our, you know, God-given ambitions and talents and desires, but that can't save us. So my issue is that, and I'm going to actually address this in its um, actual, you know, um, focus, I'm going to really drill into this topic in the next episode that I release about what kind of teaching are we listening to? Because the thing mm. is this, like, we need to hear the gospel because the gospel is the power of God at work to save. If people don't hear the gospel, how can they be saved? And this is why it's, you know, what you're saying. People need mm. to read the Bible because the gospel is in the Bible. Exactly, all you over know, the Bible. Literally, like, there's so many verses. We've only shared, what, two? On yeah, this, yeah, two. But there's literally countless verses of you know demonstrations of god's grace and actual literal explanations of the gospel and 
it's not something where only people that are good at studying can understand. Mm. Even a child can understand it. Exactly. It's the fact that we can't save ourselves. Christ is the only one that can save us. Mm. So that's literally it. I really wanted to stress this, and that's why I made this whole series, yeah. like four parts. I actually thought I would do one part, but there's just so much depth to it that yeah, I had to go on and even bring on, you know, people like who understand this. And mm. I'm just blessed that you know my fiance understands it. So absolutely, yes. <laughs> it's and one thing as well, like we've really made a habit of complicating it, and it's such a straightforward, basic thing. Not basic in a way where it's nothing, but it's literally just point blank period. It's right there. This is what you do. This is how you're saved. And if you believe that, you will be saved. Amen. But then we've just, you know, generationally and somewhere along the line, like people have been adding in their own things Mm. and, you know, saying, oh, you have to do this with a bit of that, with a bit of that to be saved. And they are like literally completely disregarding, you know, what the Bible says. Yes, it's like looking for outward qualifications to be saved. So, uh, I, a person must speak in tongues to be saved, or they must be baptised to be saved, or they must, you know, live a good life to be saved, or they must, um, I don't know, fast, or just adding rules to mm. salvation. Yeah. You know, adding rules. And this is not the gospel. This is actually works. Mm. And we are saved by grace, not by works, so that nobody can boast. Mm. Right? It says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Mm. There's nothing there but what we've done. Exactly. You know. And even to um, live your whole life and to, to go before God and he say, you know, depart from me, I never knew you. Mm. Nobody wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. But then the reason why that is now you know, going to be a thing is because nobody was taking it upon themselves to read the Bible and to pray and to repent and all these things that we need to do. Exactly. God is not going to ask us to do something and then just leave us hanging. He's going to reveal his word to us. It's true. He said, if you seek, you shall find. And sometimes it all comes down to pride as well because, you see, the thing is with pride, right? When we have bucket loads of it, we, it's like, it's like let's say I had B.O. right now. And I don't because I had a shower and I had yeah. no deodorant on. But let's say I had B.O. right now, yeah? And I'm so used to it. Mm-hmm. You know you can be so used to your smell you don't know you smell. Yeah. And it's the same thing with pride. I literally was listening to this a minute ago. Well, about half an hour ago yeah. from another guy on a podcast. And he was saying, yeah, you know, can you, can you smell your own pride? Can you mm. actually see it? Because the thing is this, right? Like, we tend to think that nobody can tell us things. Oh, mm. I've been in church my whole life. I know this already. Mm. And oh, you're young. What can you say to me? Amen. Or oh, I, I know the Bible already. I don't need to hear it. I know this already. I go to church every Sunday. But the point is this. Are we cherry picking Bible verses to suit our own agenda? Mm. Uh, if, if we are doing anything, if there's any aspect of our lives, any aspect of our cognitive thinking that allows us to believe that we can do anything to add to salvation... We've missed the gospel. It's true. If there's even the slightest hint of, oh, I must do X, Y, Z to keep my salvation, we've mm-hmm. missed the gospel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? And that's why it's so, like, it's so important that we understand this because it's not something to play about with and assume. Mm. We need to make sure we know what we know 
and we speak what we know. Mm. So if I asked you, if I asked you now, how is a person saved? Mm. I want to hear the gospel. I don't want to hear about you're a good person. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. And, you know, for, especially for new believers, for people who are fresh, like, you know, they, when they were out there before they came to Christ, they would just say, oh yeah, I believe in God, but they didn't know the depth of salvation, they didn't know the depth of even Christ, they just came, you know, fresh, so for us now who have been in Christ for quite some time, you know, we need to have, we need to be ready with these answers, we need to know it, and this is where things are really going, like, pear-shaped in the body of Christ, because not a lot of people can answer for themselves, much less to, you know, help guide somebody else. It's true. And how would they, how would they know if they don't hear? Right. You see. So, yeah, guys. Literally, quick 20-minute episode, right? Um, just really wanted to just nip everything in the bud with the final, the final edition of How Is A Person Saved. I hope now, from the past episodes and this one as well, hearing from myself hearing from guest speakers i hope we all understand clearly how a person is saved it's not by us being good Mm. it's by jesus christ on the cross he died for our sins he's the only way oh before i before i go i want to share this you know analogy that Mm -hmm. i heard yeah so yeah let's say that there was um a house okay and in this house there was a father and a son Mm. Now, the father was the one who is looking after the home. He is the protector of the home. And therefore, he must make sure that he is always on guard to, you know, be that protector, to be in control of his house. That's his home, right? Yeah. Now, what happens is somebody knocks on the door, rings the doorbell, right? And when the father opens the door, it's a stranger. He doesn't know this person, right? Mm. Somebody who even looks a bit shabby. So he's thinking to himself, can I, can I help you? <laughs> can yeah. I help you? And the person's like, yeah, you know, um, I was invited to come over, you know. Um, your son, my friend, said I can come over. Now the father says, I don't, I don't know you though. I've never seen you before. I've never heard about you, you know. And he doesn't say it, but in his mind he's thinking, look at this person, he's a bit, you know, a bit shabby. Like, mm-hmm. where's he come from? Been in the mud somewhere, I don't know, like it's a bit dirty, yeah. <laughs> you know. Maybe playing football, in a, I don't know. He said, Yeah, yeah, you know, I play football with your son, you know. He said, I can come over after. And the father was like, No, I'm sorry, you're a stranger to me, I don't know who you are, I don't know who you are. You can't just come in my house like that just because you're saying this to me. And what happens is the son comes, that father, No, it's okay, dad, it's okay. This is my friend, remember, remember Johnny. I've been talking about Johnny all. Oh, this is Johnny. Yeah, remember Johnny. So, like, oh, he looks different than the pictures you showed me. Yeah, I know, you know, we play football, get dirty sometimes. Mm. So, oh, okay, well, son, you know, I, I trust you, obviously, and, you know, you have shown me this Johnny. So, yeah, if you're saying this is the guy, then, yeah, of course, you can come in. Sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure. Mm. And it's the same way with, you know, us and God. Mm. You know, sinners who are not connected with God because of, you know, our sins separates us from God. We are dirty. Mm-hmm. and he can't let any random person just come into the house and you know he doesn't even know who they are so in the same way how the son vouched for Johnny Jesus Christ literally vouches for us mm. he says father no they come in my name they come in my righteousness I know them they know me 
you know, they have accepted me as their Lord and Saviour. I can vouch for them. Look, I've already paid, you know, to have them actually with me. Mm. You know, I, I took the punishment for them. Like, look, they're with me, Father. They can come through. And the Father's like, oh, okay, I understand. Wow, okay, you're welcome. And it's the same thing, you see? So... Mm. There's no that was other so way. Good. I might need to steal that for myself. Ah, it's that was a good example. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it's just sharing. Yeah, like so. I just wanted to end with that. You know, we can never wash ourselves clean and convince God that we should be in heaven. It's yeah. only through Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Exactly. So yeah, um, this is episode done now. Um, it's been a pleasure. You know, having you on the recording for this one, you know, thank it's been you really for having good. me. And I'm sure we're gonna have you know more recordings okay. in the future about God's grace. And I hope everyone found this helpful. If you did, you know, leave a like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And also, um, check out um Jay's channel as well. Where can they find you at? So, words of wisdom, Jay Rant. You can find me on YouTube and Instagram. I've got my own pages there, so go ahead, check that out, and you'll be blessed too, the same way you're blessed on this channel. Amen, amen, amen. So, okay, guys, that's it from us for now. Until then, everyone stay safe, and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye!